Designated spitters live every week, live. Designated homie, cause we spit heat. We designated spitters, Francis and Pete. Yeah, talking Yankee baseball, hip hop for the streets. Uh, yup, we designated, yup, we innovative, yup, we designated spitters. Time that you know, world. Yup, we designated, yup, we innovative, yup, we designated spitters. Let's start the show. Well, well, well. Welcome back to another episode of the one, the only designated spitters. And off the bat, you guys are going to see Francis and I, we didn't even plan this. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. We didn't plan this. Wasn't a plan. The flowers. You know what this means, guys? Do you guys even understand? This is like when Thanos got all the rings. Yep. The gems, uh, the, the stones. I mean, I'm sorry. Yep. I was thinking of the 10 rings. I'm such a Marvel fan. I know everything. <laughs> I know everything, right? The the all the infinity stones was there and he was ready to go. That's kind of this right now. All the flowers represent something else. Oh yeah. You know that that's that's what it is right now. So when you see this on us, you guys gotta understand today's show ain't nothing to mess with. That's what that's what, that's what it's gonna be called right that's there. That's what it means. The show designated spit is number eleven. Ain't nothing to mess with. That's oh, no. what it is right there, fam. Um Francis, man, I gotta tell you. It's kinda how we feeling right now. I mean it sums it up. You. I put the flowers on. I was trying to save it. I told Pete before we started recording, I was trying to save it. I said, ah, you know, maybe end of the season, you know, that's when I'll bring the flowers out for the obituary. Bring the flowers <laughs> to the funeral, right? <laughs> After what I saw today, it's like, well, started early. Funeral might be starting early. <laughs> you know right. I'm saying like the fat lady starting to sing. And some people might hear me that say this. That fat bitch been singing for a minute. I think she's been singing since the season started, <laughs> to be honest. She was singing in spring training. No, they just had the volume low. Oh, but man. I think, yeah, some of y'all are going to hear this and say, hey, you know, a little too soon. They're still, you know, they're still in it mathematically. It don't matter. And they got, you know, they got series again. You know, they're playing the Indians now. Then they have Rangers. Texas and they can. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Here's the thing, though. Whether they fizzle out and don't make the playoffs or they make the wild card and fizzle out in the wild card game, or they win the wild card game and fizzle out in the ALDS, one thing for sure, they're going to fizzle out because this is who they are. Yep. So we might as well call it, we might as well call it what it is, which is what we've been doing all season. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but somebody's got to do it. Right. Yeah. We're not, we're not about to be here. That's who we are. Politically correct. <laughs> no, never. Oh, you know, mathematically they're still in it. So like, we're not going to say anything until they're officially, nah. no, no, no. Listen, we, we've been watching this team all year. We know what this team is. We've, we've tried to keep morale high. We get, we put our faith in them when we felt like they deserved it. Yep. But yep. when it's time to pull it, it's time to pull it. Yep. That's right. And I mean, we, like you said, man, we've been there. We've been there through the mirages. Yeah. You know, we've got to see the mirages. And look, like every single fan, we're going to be like, this is what we've been waiting for. This is it. Mm -hmm. But then again, it, it was like that ghost that just pops up and poof, goes away. Yeah. And you're like, damn. You know what Smoke. I mean? It, it's been a mirage. So so we're going to have a lot to cover today. And speaking of mirages, fans yeah. out there that are watching us, don't be a mirage. I looked mm. at the YouTube stats today. We got a lot of people watching that aren't subscribed. Subscribe, fam. Subscribe. Don't be gotta scared. Don't be worried. Gotta subscribe. Got if you're watching, it's for a reason. If you're watching, you gotta sub. I mean, anyway, anyway, you guys are gonna want to be subbing very soon because I mean, not giving no spoiler it's away. We got some big shit coming your way. Really oh, yeah. big shit coming your way. We put um, in the league on notice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, on Thursday, Thursday, I think it was Thursday. I interviewed our good friend, Bad Dog Sports. That was Wednesday, but yeah. That was Wednesday. What bad go. dog? I'm sorry. It was Wednesday. <laughs> uh, Wednesday, we interviewed. I feel like, can we do that little wine back? Uh, <laughs> interviewed on Wednesday, Bad Dog Sports. So you guys know Bad Dog, man. Bad Dog is a very, very big New York Yankees fan. Also covers, uh, I believe, the Giants also on his channel. Um, does a great job. Very much like us, Francis, just speaks honest. You know, it is what it is. He's going to tell you how it is, and that's it. And I tell you what, in this interview, he brings up some amazing, amazing points. So, guys, uh, without further ado, here is my interview with Bad Dog Sports. Check what it out. up, everybody? Hey, Bad Dog, I got to tell you something real quick, okay? Yeah. So, I was doing a live rant one day, and somebody just goes, Pete, 
you got to do a video with Bad Dog. And I said, I said, I didn't know who you were. I said, okay, let me go look him up after it. And the first video I saw, I said, oh, yeah, he's Italian. <laughs> I said, yes, yeah. I, said that's it. I can tell. <laughs> I said, this is going to work. Yeah, we got to yeah. do a video together. Of course. And here we are. Yes, sir. And here we are. So just so the fans know, we just finished the Yankee Oreo game here on Wednesday night, which we both got Ajita from at this point. Yeah. Um, the Yankees do, they do win the game. So you guys are seeing this on Sunday, but the Yankees do win this game. Glaber Torres again, botches an easy double play. But matter of fact, not even botches it. He just throws the first and lets whatever the hell happened. I don't know what he's thinking about. Gary Sanchez, you know, behind the plate still. And Chad Green, which you already talked about before you're on here. So I, that's the first question to you right there. The makeup of this team right now, you have the floor. Tell me what you think so far about what, what you've seen from this team this year. The switch with Glaber going back to second, same errors. It's the same thing. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what happened. I've been trying to figure this out for like a couple of years now. It started with Sanchez, 2016, 2017. This guy, best hitting catcher in the league, used to throw lasers a second. It was just a totally different ball player. 2018 gets here, he hits 186, can't catch, wild pitches, pass balls, lazy behind the plate, don't move his body, lazy on the bases, yep. aloof on the base, like just not a smart ball player. And I don't know if this rubbed off on Glaber or what happened because Glaber, the same thing. The first two years, they're talking about him doing things DiMaggio did and Mantle. And you're thinking, this kid's 22. Can you imagine how good he's going to be when he's 27? And the same thing, regression. Now, I don't know if the, the positional change hurt him when he moved to short, although I thought he came up as a shortstop with the Cubs. But maybe I'm wrong about that. No, you're so right. I, you're right. Okay, he did. So yeah. I don't know what the, the problem is. Um, and I don't know if that's just gotten into his head or what. Um, I, I really don't understand the thing with Glaber. I still haven't given up on Glaber, but I hear all the talk about Seager coming over here. Obviously, Volpe is destroying it in the minor leagues. Maybe the Yankees could get a nice piece for Glaber. You can never have enough pitching. So maybe that's something to look, at, uh, look to do in the future. But I, uh, the Glaber, I, I'm totally lost in Glaber. I'm totally yeah. lost in Glaber. I, I don't understand it. I don't know what happened to that kid. I don't know what's happened to DJ LeMahieu this year. He's hitting 100 points less. I know you mentioned before, maybe he's got an injury or something, but I don't know, man. The Glaber thing is, it's really strange. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happens because he's got no power all of a sudden. I, no. It's it's weird. It's a it's a weird situation with some of these players on the Yankees. And Chad Green, <laughs> well, like I said, he should be <laughs> pumping gas in Jersey. Let's get him out of here, please. <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. Um. You know, it's funny because a lot of the points you made are, are spot on. Glaber Torres, even when I talk about him and, and you know, you, you think about do the, the Yankees have decisions to make, and they do because a lot of people want to say, well, eventually he's probably going to be good, right? He's 24 years old. Eventually he'll get there. I don't think the Yankees can think that way, though. They can't say maybe in three years when he's 27 he'll be good. They got to look at what next year brings. You know, you got to remember when you talk about this team winning, right? They got a, they got a little bit of a core that's all come and do. You know, Aaron Judge needs to be re-signed. You got, you got the best years of Garrett Cole, who is a legitimate ace. We know that. And, and you want to win in those first couple of years of that contract. And now years are passing. And, you know, I don't know how confident you are about the Yankees winning this year, even getting in there. So I'll just throw that one at you. With the current makeup of this team, the way the Blue Jays are playing, they're, they're, they probably got to catch the Red Sox, if, if we're being honest. That's the way it feels. How confident are you? Where's your confidence level at right now at this club? I think my confidence level is where theirs is, and it's, it's not very good. We got a lot of holes <laughs> in this team. It's like they got a lot of holes in their swings. Yeah. I don't understand. This starts with Cashman. I've had a problem with Cashman for years, and I, I, I did a video a while back talking about how Cashman's overrated. Yeah. The 90s dynasty. I, I mean, I, I don't know how old you are. Obviously, you're, you're oh, I was younger. there. Yep. I was oh, there for okay. the 90s. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. I was older in the 90s, but still. Uh, so we lived through the 90s. That was Gene Michael and, yep. uh, and Bob Watson. They yep. put that core together. Cashman added a couple pieces, but that was there. He bought one in 09. Let's be honest. He spent half a billion dollars on Sabathia, Teixeira, Burnett. He had the core four at the same time. He had Matsui. He had Cano. I yep. mean, he, he, well, he did get Cano. I'll give him credit for that. 
but he had a great makeup of players already. And then he added the pieces. They won one championship in 21 years. Yeah. The last decade was the first decade since the 1910s. They didn't make a world series. Yep. He's got a blank checkbook. And I know Hal's kind of pinching pennies for the Yankees, but let's face it, this guy's got the second highest payroll in baseball. Exactly. How are you fighting for wild card every year and you're satisfied with it? Exactly. The back end of their bullpen, as you see tonight, you can't trust anybody. You can't. No. Tr- Chapman did okay, but he struggled. Green, every night it's a home run. How much do you trust Abreu? Luis guys our best pitcher. He's hurt out of the pen. Bad. They're going, they're going to guys like Heaney and Romano in close games in September. Oh. It's Heaney insane. Don't. He need on belong in this. He's another guy should be pumping gas in Jersey. He and Chad Green ought to open a gas station together and just go. Right. <laughs> I can't with these guys. Pete, I can't do it. But then you look at the team. Why, why would Cashman bring all these right-handed power hitters up? All these all or nothing 220 hitters. You yeah. don't win games like that. Yeah. We saw when we went through that stretch where we were 35 and 11, small ball, bunting, yeah. taking right. the extra base, hit and run, stealing bases. Analytics are a nice tool. You don't win with them. You have right. to mix your team up. You have to have some small ball players and some boppers. You yep. got your judges. You got your, you know, your Giancarlo Stanton's. You got a Gary Sanchez. Not that Stanton and Judge hit for low average. You can live with a couple of guys like Sanchez who hit low 200s and have a ton of power. Right, correct. You have to build your team with it. And no. when we went out and got Gallo, I love him because he's Italian, but let's face <laughs> it, just because you're Italian don't mean you can hit the ball. Yeah, hit the ball, Italian. that's right. You hit the ball? I always say it. I always say it. Look, I tell everybody in advance, hey, guys, like, I'm always going to be a little biased towards the Italians. I can't help yeah, myself. I'm going to be a little biased. But, yeah, Gallo has been, you know, he, he's been a disappointment. It's funny. Me and my father were talking about him today. And we're sitting there saying, you know, you look at this guy's stat line, you know, under 200, walks a ton, always walks. I'm like, man, you give this guy 20 singles, he's batting 230. He just mm-hmm. doesn't hit. He doesn't hit. He, he's looking for the homer. That's it. He has the biggest uppercut swing I've ever seen. He has to time the ball perfect to hit it because it's such an uppercut. It's not a level swing at all. And um, he, he's definitely athletic. He got good speed. I always feel like this guy could be, I believe he could be better than what he is, but I think Gallo is Gallo. And, and mm-hmm. that's what he enjoys. That's what he's made money off of. That's what he's going to get a contract for is because he hits the long ball. But the one good thing that we did get to see at the deadline, right, was some balance. We mm-hmm. finally got the balance. Here's my concern, right? And I think I talked about this on my live. You, you were in there today. Is that next year comes around. You don't have the changes needed. And then you see a guy like Aaron Hicks back in the lineup at the top of the order. And that, that's like you were talking about Brian Cashman. I always ask people this all the time. You brought up some really good points that I think a lot of younger fans don't understand. Is that Brian Cashman gets this thing. They call him Cash God and all these different mm. things, right? He gets these great names about how great he is. Like you said, one World Series in 21 years. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's, it's that, that's really crazy if you think about it. And, and, and remember, after 09, he really took over the helm of, of what this team does. And what have they done? Nothing. They've, they've done nothing. They've underachieved outside of 2017 when nobody picked them to do anything and they were one game in the World Series. And we know the story about the Astros in 2017. Right. I'm not saying that's why we lost, but I mean, obviously, there was, there was something to that. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's crazy. One thing I talk about with Cashman too, a lot of people don't understand this, and this goes overlooked a lot. You, we talk about Hicks. I hated the Hicks contract. I said, why are you giving a guy seven years who's a career 248 hitter? The guy's never had more than 120 hits in a season. He's never played a full season. He's always yep. hurt. He got his contract because he beat the hell out of Boston and David Price that one year. Hit 28 yep. homers, got his contract. Yep. Decent fielder, got some speed. I don't like Hicks. I never liked Hicks. But this is what Cashman can do and get away with that a lot of teams can't. Contracts like Jacoby Ellsbury. The dude Bingo. gets $150 million. They bury him. It, it doesn't hurt the Yankees. If the Rays gave a guy $150 million, they'd be crushed. They'd be done if for years. All the years fight. of that deal, they'd be done. All those years. The Pirates, the A's, teams with lower payrolls, they could never hide a contract like that. They could never hide a 70 or $70 million Hicks contract. They couldn't hide a K Agawa contract, $46 yes. million from the pitch in the minors. That's right. He's signed right. so many bad contracts, Pete, and nobody notices because the Yankees just keep rolling. Well, yeah. we paid all this money. This guy, we're just going to bring in another superstar because the money doesn't hurt the Yankees. So the fact that Cashman has all of this leverage and all the resources and all the payroll, and he still brings one World Series here in 21 years, not good. Yeah. 
it's it's truly amazing. And, I, and I'm happy you bring up all those names because people forget them over time. And you're right, because the Yankees can still win and have bad contracts. They, they've mm-hmm. proven it. They've proven they can do that. Here's my problem with the Yankees. I am a huge George Steinbrenner fan. Just yep. his quotes alone. Just the person. The person alone. Yes. I love I love people like that. I love guys that say, look, I'm going to win. Whether it is I'm winning, I'm winning. That's all there is to it. You know what I mean? Um, However we go about doing that, we're going to do it. We're going to give it our all to win. When I hear the Yankees come out and they actually ask people like Brian Cashman, people like Aaron Boone, you know, was this season a failure? Hal Steinberg? No, I don't think it was. You did not win the World Series. Where in your mind is the season not a failure? You find success out of losing. The Derek Jeter mentality is gone. Mm-hmm. Jeter to this day, even in his Hall of Fame speech, was mentioned how, you know, Steinbrenner will push you, but he did it because he wanted to see if you could handle New York and mm-hmm. you can make it here. These guys now, they give you the opportunity to fail. They're basically saying, hey, failing here is okay. We got to do other things that will eventually get there next year. That's the reason why, and I'll get your opinion on all that, is I'm concerned about this team even getting in as a wild card team because it gives them that excuse again that we were just a piece away. We're a play away. We were this away. I don't want them to have that. I really don't. I, I really don't. I want the excuses to go and I want proper changes to be made, but I'm not confident that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not confident in either because, again, like we just talked about, Cashman hasn't done anything to build our confidence in years. And how many pieces do you need? I mean, you, you, you spent $314 million in Garrett Cole. You picked up a $325 million contract in John Carlos Stanton. You had Aaron Judge, who should have won MVP in 2017. Oh, yeah. How many, how many pieces you go out and get a Rizzo? You, you got Glaber Torres. You, you know, you, you hold on to Sanchez for God knows why, but you do that. The biggest problem, Pete, the biggest problem with the Yankees and Cashman and the front office is they don't develop their own players. In right. my lifetime, I'm 45 years old. I remember Ron Gidry, okay? I, I was yes. young, but I remember Gator. In my lifetime, they have developed two starting pitchers that were any good. Gidry and Pettit. I, I always say to any Yankee fan, you tell me a Yankee that they wow, developed as a starting pitcher since that's 1976. True. Try to find, because I can't think of anybody else. Mariano Rivera failed starter, became the greatest closer in the history of baseball. Right. But a failed starter. And they almost traded him, although that was George Steinbrenner's doing. They almost huh. traded him by... Felix Vermeen or someone yeah. like that with Seattle. Really, yeah, right, right. That's crazy. But they don't. Jabba. What about Jabba? What about Ian Kennedy? What about Phil Hughes? Phil, Phil Hughes, Hughes is yeah. supposed to be the next great thing. Yep. yep. Nope. Fastball straight as a string. No movement. No late movement. Got killed. Say fly ball pitcher in Yankee Stadium. That don't work. Where are these guys? What, what are they looking at when they go after pitchers? Caprillion. They, they, they draft Caprillion. No one needs Tommy John. He heals. And they get rid of him. And then he goes to Oakland, and he's good. Yep. What What are they? Do- yep. What are they doing? What What are they doing? I don't. I don't get it. There, the there's fact been... they can't develop their players kills this team. Yeah. Because you look at Toronto. How many of those guys are there? Oh, Leonard, most of most of that lineup. Shets theirs, right? Yeah. San Diego, same thing. You know, Fernando yeah. Tatis. We don't have a Tatis. We don't have a Vlad Jr. We right. don't. We don't have these guys. We don't have a Mike Trout. We We don't have these guys in this team that we developed. Judge. And it took him a while to get here. Right. But outside of him, Glaber wasn't ours. He was a Cub. Sanchez, yep. he stinks. You know, I mean, Gio wasn't ours. Voight's not ours. Rizzo's not nope. ours. Guardy's ours. I love Guardy. Been a great Yankee. Ours. Been a great Yankee. He has been. He really has been. You got to give if, him his credit. If every player in the Yankees played as hard as Brett Gardner, they'd be fine. They'd be a damn good team. You got that right. You got. I and I and I always say that. I tweet that a lot. I always say if you, you know, if if you're my age, you got young kids, you got a kid looking to play ball or something like that. That's a guy you show him. Mm-hmm. How you play baseball. I, I have to this day, I can't give you one play in Brett Gardner's career where I said, man, he didn't bust it out of the box. Never, never. And it's not hard to do. That's what I think it bothers a lot of people. When you see guys like Glaber Torres struggle, then he hits a ground ball, guy bobbles it, and he still throws him out because he's not even running. His head down, he's not looking at anything, and, and, and nothing happens. But that's what you've seen a lot with this team. But you're, but you're spot on. And, you know, the Yankees got a chance now of, of breaking that stigma a bit, of getting these younger guys up here. My only concern with them are, is they've been very hesitant to do it. We've mm-hmm. seen them be very hesitant. For an example, earlier this year, I harped on this one a lot. Like you said, they were starting to play some small ball. They were laying down bunts, moving guys over. They called up Estevan Floriel, who's been one of their top prospects for yes. years. The kid comes up, hits 300, doubles, homer, 
doing everything well. All of a sudden, he disappears into the abyss and he's gone. Mm-hmm. He's gone. You never see him again. He gets a call up, sent back down. He was just completely gone. And, you know, Brett Gardner remains in center field. I think Brett Gardner's probably shocked he's got this much playing time this year, but he has. And, you know, that's, that's just the way this club is. They got some young starters coming up. We already talked about guys like Volpe. We talked about guys like Oswald Peraza that are shortstops, that are, that are closing in on, um, on getting to the major leagues. The, the, the big thing is going to be what this offseason eventually looks like and where the Yankees tend to go. So the big question is going to be, I have my opinions about this. I'll have to get yours. First, give me your opinion on Aaron Boone. Then give me your opinion on if he's back next year. He's going to be back next year, much to my chagrin That's what and I many of the Yankees uh, fans' chagrin. I mean, you just look at the – listen, I know – Boone can't throw a straw. I know it's not Boone's fault. Chad Green gives up a homer every night, but right. when you see a guy struggling like that, why do you why do you continue to put these guys in high leverage situations? Why would you put Andrew Heaney in in a high leverage situation when you know he's getting crushed? Yep. You've got to be able to go someplace else. And the other thing that drives me insane, and you kind of mentioned it with Floreal doing well and then going down, is Boone has a tendency. A guy will get red hot, yeah, and then Boone puts him on the bench. Yep. You yep. have to manage on feel. Boone has no feel has for no the game feel. at all. None. Well, let's look at it. Okay, we traded for Rizzo, and I get it. Rizzo was a nice piece, came up here. Uh, Yankees are starting to roll a little bit. He came up here single-handedly, carried him in Miami, got yep. off to a great start, but then he slumped. He got he got the COVID. And then Luke Boyd comes up, wins player of the week, crushing the ball. Luke Boyd says, I want to play. I deserve to play. Proves he deserves to play. Yep. And as soon as Rizzo's back, Boyd goes down to the bench. Rizzo comes out, he's like five or 37. You have, you have to play Void at that point. You have got to continue to play the hot bat. Tori used to do it all the time. It's like I said, that goes back to, it's not always about analytics. It's not always about what a guy's done against a certain pitcher. You don't know if the guy was in a slump when he faced this pitcher. You don't know what the situation was five years ago when he faced this pitcher. You got to manage on field. Analytics are a nice tool. You can use them for certain things. But you got to stop overthinking the game and you just got to play baseball. Baseball hasn't changed, man. Yeah, the home run's nice, but the way you win games nowadays is the way you won them 150 years ago. It's by fundamentals. Get them on, get them over, get them in. Plain and simple, make the plays in the field. Good pitching. That's how you win games. You don't need to hit three on homers every, every time. You know, I don't know, man. Man, I'm crazy. I do think Boone will be back. I don't want him back. I can tell you that right. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I feel the same way because I feel like it sets it up with Brian Cashman's last year. He goes back with the same manager he expects to win with that he looked he was going to win with, and-, and that's who he ends up going to. Um, it'll it'll hurt me when it happens. I'll tell you that much, man, because yeah. I am not a fan of Aaron Boone whatsoever. You you hit it right on the head when you said that um he has no feel of the game and he he just doesn't. I mean, it's so obvious. I'm. When a manager goes out there, makes a move that I would say 94% of the fan base says, is, this is ridiculous. you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. When that's the reaction of the majority of the fan base, and, and it's constantly, it's constantly happening. You know, I, I miss the days of when a manager would, would, would go over to his player like Glaber today and say, all right, get the hell off the field. Come on. You're, yep. you're out. Let's go. Sit down. Even... Yep. Even, you know, Gary Sanchez the other day makes the worst play I've ever seen from a catcher oh my in my lifetime. The worst – I don't think you can get worse as a catcher. on. I mean, can you imagine if Joe Girardi was his match? It would have flipped. The, the whole game, flipped. too. It wasn't just a play where he missed the tag. Well, then he the missed whole the throw game. from Gio. The whole game. So, I mean, you see stuff like that. And as a fan, the first thing I'm doing is, let me see what, what, what Boone's going to do when he comes in. And Boone does nothing. nothing. Boone does nothing. Nothing at all. Um, and it, it just absolutely drives me mad. It, it really does. It's maddening. It's as a fan of the team, you, you just say, man, something is wrong here. There's something missing. It's so obvious. And I agree with you, man. It's, it's a lot of feel to the feel of the game when it comes to analytics are nice. You got to have a balance. You got to have a balance. Um, you know, I talk to, um, I bring this up a lot and, and, and this is why I wish the Yankees do something like this. I talked to um, Ozzy Guillen Jr. Uh, not too long ago, and and he mentioned that the White Sox went to La Russa because of the 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 young team they have, and they weren't directing their energy on the field. Mm-hmm. And they knew an older veteran manager like La Russa, whether they would hate him or not, 
he's going to get the best out of them on the field. And that's what that team needed. Yep. And Tony LaRusso does a good job of balancing analytics with feel of the game. Yep. And he did it. He's done it so far. You know, this team is going to clinch their division. They're, they're going to the playoffs. They probably exceeded a lot of people's expectations. And that's something I just feel this team needs. There's not enough accountability with the leadership of this club. There's just not. You don't make errors like this. The lackadaisical plays, they, they don't look like they're in the game most of the time. And I, I, I hear Michael Kay and other guys always blame, oh, that's player development side. No, that's the manager. That's the coaching staff. That's all that is. So, you know, Marcus Tim still got a job. You know, all these guys still got jobs. And, and bad, I tell you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked as anybody else that, it, that it's taken this long for them to even, you know, uh, uh, get to a point of moving Glaber from short. I think it's insane they did it now. September 13th, they make the move. But um, I'm just confused about this whole organization, to be honest. Yeah, you nailed it, man. The, the, Boone's not a leader. I mean, you, you, I see this all the time, too. Like, when, when, when the base running's bad or the fielding's bad. Like, like Gary, the other night against the Mets, I'm like, that's managing. A team yeah. takes on the personality of its manager. This is a blase, <laughs> blase, I don't give a damn. I don't care if I make it out of the bases. I don't care if I screw up at the plate. I don't care if I strike out. I don't care. Ho-hum, give me my check. The best thing Gardner does for this team is Gardner's a leader. If yeah. Gardner wasn't on his team, and I know Gard Gardner's getting hot now, had the, had the nice big, looks like a line drive in a box score. Yeah, it does. The little blooper, the, the big game-winning hit, but Gardner's been hot. Gardner's yeah. been doing well. Um, and Gardner, like I said, he busted every play. He still steals base. I just love Gardner. He's a gamer. You know, he's not the best player ever. He was a great Yankee. He can't do what he used to do. Who can when you start to get a certain age? Your bat's going to slow down, and, and you got to accept him for what he is. Yep. But it's not for lack of effort. Yeah. These other guys like Glaber and Sanchez, they drive me so crazy because they're so talented, but they don't work. And I don't care how talented you are. If you don't work, you will not succeed. And I don't that's give right. a damn if that's baseball. I don't give a damn if that's everyday life. life that's just, yeah. that's everyday life. You have to work yep. if you want to be better. You can't just rest on your laurels. I mean, I'm not going to mention his name, but I talked to a Yankee minor leaguer uh, years ago uh, when Sanchez was in the minors. And he told me straight out, because, you know, we were asking, hey, what do you think about Gary Sanchez? And he's like, he's really he's super talented, but he's lazy. He told me he's lazy. He said, every pitcher would rather throw to J.R. Murphy. That, that pretty much told me. So I didn't know anything about Sanchez. I just knew he said he's got a really good back. He's ultra talented, but he's very lazy. And you can see that. Yeah. And this yeah. is years later. I think this might have been 2000. God, this had to be 2013, 2014, somewhere. And then maybe 2015, somewhere there. But, uh, you know, I never thought much about it at the time. But now that I look back on that and I looked at the way Gary Sanchez plays, and I say to myself, there's a reason Garrett Cole don't want to throw to this guy. Yeah. When your ace don't want to throw to you, there's a problem. That's bad. Exactly. And That's right. I, I don't know, man. It's just these guys, like I said, they're talented. The, the lack of hustle just drives me insane, man. I, I can't. It takes no talent to hustle. It just takes effort. You know, it, it's funny because I, I brought this up before. I said, so let's say for an example, any leadership, leadership position in life goes nowhere without documentation in the sense of when you're doing something wrong, I present it to you. Mm -hmm. And then you have to change yes. that, that, uh, whatever it is you're doing, you gotta, you gotta make the change to show improvement, right? Any leadership role entitles that if your leader is sitting there just saying, Hey, it's okay. Hey, it's okay. This time, next time do it. I don't want to see it again. It's all right. It's okay. It's this, but every day you're still in the lineup every day. You're still playing. It's so damn obvious what's going on here. There's a lack of respect for the manager. It's as, mm -hmm. it's as clear as day. So, bad. I just want to leave you with this one. This is the last question I have for you. Do the New York Yankees get into the wild card spot? I think they do. You think I they honestly do? think they do. Listen, they're due for a hot streak, right? We, we've been hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. We just got off a really cold streak. It's time to turn it around. I think they squeak in. I, I know the Blue Jays are playing well. I don't really need this in my life, but how fun would a Yankees Red Sox wildcard game be? <laughs> it would be nice. I don't really need I'd it. I'd rather that than the Yankees Blue Jays, to be honest. Me too. Me too. Um, I do think they get in the wildcard. I think they win the wildcard. I'm even going to say that. And then I think they get knocked out by the Rays. I don't think any wildcard team is good enough to beat Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, 
That's they way got ball games. Low payroll, hey. but a bunch of gamers, man. A bunch of gamers. Nice mix, like you said. A good mix of of power, speed, and, yep. and, and contact. Even though they do strike out a lot, but they get big hits. Yep. They play fundamental baseball, and they they find ways to win. Uh, Kevin Kevin Cash. Yep, that, <laughs> that's all we can say, isn't it? I mean, that's it. That's it. Well, that's that's definitely it. I tell you what. Um, one thing that would be really interesting if it was the Yankees and Rays, you'll have the Cy Young candidates going against each other. I definitely yeah. think Robbie Ray would start that game against Garrett Cole. I mean, you don't get much bigger than that. And, and that would be a must-see television for everybody across baseball. So, Ben, do me a favor. Tell everybody where they can find you on YouTube. Sure, man. You guys can check me out at Bad Dog Sports. Uh, it'll be up. You know, Bad Dog's one word. And then uh, sports, obviously, there's a space in between there. So, Bad Dog Sports, you can find me on YouTube. you known for my ranting. Yes, people. And, you know, it's funny, Pete. Whenever something bad happens, like I, I put on Twitter today, I'm like, yo, Chad Green, get out of the New York tape boom with you. Someone right away. Can you do a video like that? <laughs> that's how it is with me, too. Um, all the time. It's an Italian thing, baby. They that's what it. I say. I tell people all the time. I say, look, I don't want to come on here and look like an idiot. I don't want to go scream in front of my camera. I can't help myself. People want to see it. And look, you know, the fans feel the same way. We got a decent platform. And, and you know, and, you know, we let our feelings be known because we love the Yankees. You know, we're Yankee fans, 100%. You know, hey, and, we, and we love the ball club. We want to see them succeed. So, Bad, I greatly appreciate it. We definitely have to do this again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining. I'll, I'll leave you with this, Pete. Just remember, when, you, when people say, why are you yelling? You say, I'm not yelling. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. There it is. That's yes, it is. That's what you got to do. <laughs> That's right. Talk to you soon, man. Thank you. All right, brother. And Francis, I mean, look, man, he is, um, he is very, very much, again, like us. So a lot of the things he talked about in the interview was um, the philosophy of the Yankees, how they've gotten to this point, how they are so accepting of a lot of mediocre players, guys that just have not become something good. And even like what we've talked about a lot, right? And we're going to go over the highlights of the game, too. We're going to talk about Gary Sanchez. We're going to talk about Glaber. But just those two guys alone, the talent level, like even he says, you know, they may go away from this team and be solid. And we've also acknowledged that. They may turn into the players that a lot of us expect them to be. It I hundred percent think they will be. Agreed. It's the same thing when Gray got traded. I remember I was driving. I was driving home, and I was recording a video, and I remember in the video saying, "Guys, do not be shocked if Sonny Gray does a tremendous job with the Reds." And he went on to be terrific with them. And Yankee fans, oh, we gave him away. It didn't work here, fam. It happens sometimes, and sometimes Some guys need to change. Yeah, and you have to be okay with that. As a as a as a fan base, also as most importantly as a front office, you have to realize when That's something's right. just not working, and That's you know, right. and cut and cut ties and make the moves, and hopefully sooner than later. The problem with the Yankees is it seems like it's always later. They wait because the Cashman is scared. That's another thing we brought up. We talked about ego, in that. ego, he's ego's scared. a big thing. He doesn't fear. want. Yep. He's terrified to be like, yeah, this deal didn't work. He's terrified exactly. to be like, man, I made a trade that didn't pan out for us. He's scared yeah. of doing stuff like that, and that is. That's dangerous because, like we talked about too, man, this this window of winning with the guys they expected to win with, it's coming to an end. It's coming yeah. to an end. Time goes quick. The time yeah. when Sanchez was up, Judge was up, Severino, that was like the big three. We're like, we're going to win with these guys, right? We all yeah. thought so. We always said we need a big pitcher. Cole comes in, still haven't accomplished it yet. And yeah. now Judge needs to be re-signed. Gary... I mean, I don't know how the hell you... We're, we're going to get to that point, so I don't want to give it away. But yeah. there's been a, a a lot of things need to change. And today was just a game that cannot happen in September in a playoff race. And it happened For again. Sure. So the New York Yankees, as you know, Francis, we uh, I almost want to say enjoyed it, but we really didn't enjoy it. Um, Played the, uh, the Indians today, and it was a beatdown. It, it was an absolute yep. beatdown, 11-3. to they scored seven runs in the fifth inning. Gary Sanchez drops an easy pop-up that should never happen. Would Luis Heal wasn't bad. Would have been the second out of the inning. Luis Heal wasn't terrible. Command is now becoming the issue that we've seen. Andrew Heaney comes in and does what Andrew Heaney does. Like I said, the most consistent player on the team gives up runs. It's the same crap. So that's, that's what we've been seeing from this club. It's a fact. Um, I'm going to say... And it's here's the play, by the way. Not to cut you off, you can keep talking. I just want to let everybody know no, this no, no, is the yeah. play right here. I mean, what what else what, what else can we say at this point, guys? I mean, just the night before, 
we got to watch a game where the Yankees cruised to victory in, in a fashion that we've been expecting all year. Basically, we've been expecting this team to have the performance that they had on Friday night all year, where they just dominate. Smack the ball around the yard, five home runs. You got Gallo with two and Judge and, and John Carlo and Gardner gets in on the, the, the madness and and, and opens you, it you up. See, Guardi yeah, opens and, it up. Yeah, and you see this and you're just like, wow. This is what this team, this is what the offense is supposed to look like when you think about it, right? Like this is what this is what Cashman has envisioned. And and it looks good. When it happens, it looks good. You see it and you're like, wow, eight runs just like that, like clockwork, yeah, so easy. Right. But then you have a game like today, literally the next day, the very next day, you have a game like today and automatically you come right back down to earth and you realize the reason why, even though they can perform like they did on Friday, it's not sustainable yep. because everything depends on the home run. Yep. And when the home run is not there, they do not score runs. Facts. And it's not that they Pretty don't shit. score runs. They score less runs like, oh, instead of scoring eight or nine, they scored, you know, four or five. No, they get stuck. They get stuck on zero. Yep. If they don't score, if they don't hit home runs, they, they're on zero. That's it. Preach. Yeah, you're right. They, if they don't, if they don't hit home runs, they don't score. They scored today towards the end of the game. How did they score? Home runs. Yep. It's simple. It's like yep. that's that's it. That's the only that's the only thing that this offense can do. This offense is built to do one thing and one one thing only. And when they don't do that, they struggle. And like they don't score. Their own team says it. DJ LeMay, you said it. They are the streakiest team in baseball. Do you know why? They can't have any sustained you know, dominance, it's because of the way that the lineup is put together. And the fact that we have all of these reclamation projects on a team that shouldn't have any reclamation projects. We have a bunch, we have way too, way too many. Like we're, it's not, it's not like we're the, it's not like we're the Yankees. Like when you look at a player like Gary Sanchez, making a play like he did today, dropping mm. the ball after having mm. the, the, you know, the, the missed pitches the other night that cost us the game against Fam, the Orioles. By, by the way, by the way, you, I'll let you, I'm going to let you continue. I yeah. just paused it on the screen. Do fans understand how like I don't think fans really understand how bad that play really is. Do oh, you know horrible. do you know he didn't even touch the ball with his glove? It's, he missed the horrible. ball completely. He never touched the ball. It's hard. This is a pop-up that was in the air. This wasn't like a little bloop that he had to go diving for. No. It was a routine pop-up behind the plate. Gary yeah. Sanchez did everything wrong. He didn't even touch the ball with his glove. This guy has made some of the worst defensive catching plays you will ever see yeah. in the span of a couple of weeks. And the last week, in the last week, he's put on a display of why he should be nowhere near the starting catcher's role for the New York Yankees. I'll tell you this, France. I'm going to say this right now. We're not even in the offseason. If Gary Sanchez is back as the Yankees' regular catcher next year, they're not taking this shit seriously. No, they're not. You, they're can, not, you that, cannot bring Gary Sanchez back. You can't. If you no, bring it's, him back, it's, it's a sign of, of you don't care no more. You yeah, know, it's at this point, but it, to me, it's it's so it's there's so much more. There's so much more. Like Gary Sanchez is just like the tip of the iceberg. To me, if Gary Sanchez is your starting catcher on opening day, if Glaber Torres is your starting shortstop on opening day, if Boom. if Brett Gardner is signed to this roster on opening day, like they're, you're not serious. Boom. I'm, you're not serious. Boom, I'm there with it, you. It's, if Aaron Boone is managing this team on opening day, you're not serious. Like, Damn, I'll tell you what, though. so you... many things that need to happen to prove that they that they mean business again that I don't even know where they start in the offseason. Out of those three, give me Guardy back. I'm not it's even true. joking. I, if I had to take one, <laughs> if I had to take one of the three, like it says, listen, no matter what, one of these three guys is going to be here, I'd fucking live with Brett Gardner. I'm not kidding. As long as he's the fourth outfield. He's the fourth outfielder. Yeah, That's it. Fine. But I, I honestly rather at least, look, we can talk shit about Gardner. I understand why fans think he should go, and I agree with it. I agree with it. They got to move on from certain guys, and Gardner being one of them. But of at least Gardner, like even today, I think somebody said, the Yankees are losing big. My man has an 11-pitch at bat. He yeah. has an 11-pitch at bat. Gardy goes up there, and at least he gives you an at bat. If he grounds the second, he busts his ass the first. If he pops up, he busts his ass the first. Yeah. You never see him not running. So I'm like, yeah, I mean. He, he's not missing plays in the outfield because he's he's lazy and he's right. not aware. Like, if he's right. missing a play in the outfield these days, it's because he doesn't have the legs that he used to have and he's getting older, which is why, you know, I get Or you it. could it's, mess okay, with his arm. Old. His arm's not, not good at all yeah. anymore. Understandable. Or it's like, okay, he's getting too old, so maybe he shouldn't be here or whatever. He shouldn't. Right. I agree. But if I had to pick out of these out of this pool of people, I'd rather him than the other guy. And look, we're, we're also just talking about next year. We're not talking about future, what they'll be. We don't care about that. We're talking about for the no, Yankees no. next year. At this point, 
see, I don't think, and this is the thing that I don't know, like if anyone's even paying attention at this point, but you got to realize like we're a long way from 2016. Oh yeah. 20, 20, when we go into 2022, 2016 will be almost six years ago. Yep. Okay. In 2016, the window officially opened. Yeah. Right. That's right. 2016 was the end of a losing season. At the end of this, not a losing season, of course, because the Yankees had a winning record. Right. So in their mind, oh, we have the record, 29 straight winning seasons or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Go. Yeah. How many World Series so, like, you have with that? God, who come cares? On. Who cares? Like that's what we're celebrating. Only, only we're a few of those years and we'll run, we're, we're, we're truly one. We're going to finish. We're, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate finishing over 500. Yep. Think about it. Yeah. This is the problem here. And that's, that's, that's my big freaking issue. The philosophy. The fans and all these other people who were celebrating and say, oh, whatever, 29 straight winning seasons or whatever. It's like, who gives a damn? Francis, who gives it's the a same damn? thing. What was that the barometer for, for greatness? They've a changed winning that. season. What are we, the and Mets? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, apparently. Do you remember all the years? Um, I know we weren't doing a show then, but when I remember the year, like it was yesterday, we were saying, okay, the Yankees got to make a move. They're going to make a move. They end up getting Alfredo Garcia. Nobody knows where to do this today. Nobody has any idea who the hell he is. The Yankees come out and Brian Cashman says the regular thing. He drives a we car to Washington We got <laughs> We got outbid. We got this. Teams wanted. Remember, he was making this. Teams wanted more from us than other clubs. Shut the hell up. They wanted to overcharge us. And the only man I still give credit for was Sweeney Murdy, who Sweeney went Murdy. in on him. Who went God in bless on his him. Soul. He's the only person to this day that said, "Fuck it, I'm done. I'm going at this dude. That's it. They could take me out God of the stadium. I'm tired soul. of this." And God bless his soul. And you know what? He's we the need only to get him one. On the... And you could see we need to get him. We need on to the get Sweeney on. Yes. And you could see how uncomfortable. Cashman was because nobody's supposed to do that. But but that's the point. The young fans, the majority of the young Yankee fans have bought into the idea that getting there is decent. Now we just got to get better next year. That's the idea that has been created. That's the mold that has been created. They don't understand. They don't understand what this money, what this money does. Hold on. Because this, this is a very important point. I need to Google this because I can't. Yeah, I want I want this number um, so that people can understand what I'm talking about. Like. In 20 in 2019. The Yankees grossed six hundred and eighty three million dollars. Mm. Six hundred and eighty three million dollars in 2020 that number dropped significantly because it was a pandemic COVID, yeah in 2021 the number will be up from 2020's number okay when this season finishes whether the yankees make the playoffs or not they're gonna make they're gonna be the highest team in total revenue the only team that has a shot at passing them is the dodgers okay let me tell you what almost $700 million in total revenue does for a fucking team. Okay. The stadium that you got that, that, that they're charging us a hundred bucks to sit in fucking the outfield in or whatever that stadium, that, that that's not where that $700 million goes to. Right. That stadium is a fucking strip mall with a baseball field in the middle. Yep. Okay. It's paying for itself. It's it's come on. Like, so yep. let's, don't give me that. For okay. The payroll, the payroll has been 200. The payroll's been two hundred fucking million. Okay, outside of the outside of the two hundred plus million that we pay for players or whatever, for the rest of the staff that we have, I'm talking about coaches and things like that or whatever. If it touches another hundred million, I'd be surprised. Okay, one of the highest yeah. paid employees outside of actual players is Brian Cashman, and he's only making like six. Yeah, Boone, Boone gets a million, barely Boone, a million. I think it's like eight forty. Yeah, Boone doesn't even make a million. Boone doesn't even make a million. He shouldn't make. He shouldn't make three dollars, but you know, so, we'll, we'll so, keep that where it is. So. so when you go to like when you start going down the list or whatever, like we don't even spend another hundred on the on the rest of our staff in the organization. So you're talking about more than half of that money, right? More than half of that money that's not going to the on the field product or whatever. And of course, there's there's expenses, there's other things, security, but the New all York, that other the New York Yankees. The same way like every other team, once they finish all their expenses and finish their paying their players and finish paying their staff or whatever, there's an amount of money that's left to reinvest into the team. And that amount of money for the Yankees is larger than any other organization Hands in down. all of Major League Baseball. Hands down. So for them, 
for them to straight face put out Gary Sanchez as our starting catcher year after year after year to put Glaber Torres as our starting shortstop now in consecutive years when they know he doesn't fucking have it to give us a rotation with makeshift arms coming back off of injury and other and question marks around the $340 million pitcher. It's a fucking joke. Yep. It's a fucking joke. Yep. And that's what I'm saying at the, when this season is concludes, which at this point, I'm literally hoping I'm literally hoping and people aren't going to like this, but I am literally hoping that they miss the playoffs. Why? Because we don't deserve to be in that game. Okay. We do. We have players on the team that deserve to be in that game. A hundred percent. Garrett Cole should be on the team that ran away with the American league. Aaron judge should be on the team that ran away with the American league. John Carlos Stanton, as much as you idiots have been shitting on him since the moment he got here has had a phenomenal fucking He's had year. a very good year and has, has, and has finally matched up to what he's supposed to do with Aaron judge in the lineup. Yep. And look what we've done with it. Squandered it. Squandered, we, yeah. fin- we finally got the season out of Judge and John Carlo that we've been saying we need it, we need it, we need it. Well, we got it. And what did we do? We squandered it. Yep. Because the rest of the lineup has been shit. Yep. yep. And it's not just and it's not and it's not just Gary. It's not just Gary. It's no. not just Glaber. Gio Urshela has underperformed. DJ LeMayu. DJ LeMayu underperformed. Now, then some people might say, Oh, well, in that case, why aren't you saying to get rid of DJ LeMay? Well, because no. even in DJ, even in DJ LeMayhew's underperformance, he's still done a lot of fucking good. That's how good he is. That when he's bad, he's still fucking well, we, good. we've also haven't been sitting here, right? And saying DJ LeMay doesn't feel the ball or is making tons of errors too. That that's, side of his that, game isn't isn't beating us up at all. That's hundred percent what I mean. DJ LeMay has maybe has had a had a under had a lower or a lesser year offensively. Of course. But defensively, he's played her all around the fucking infield. Right. He's been a solid glove every time you put him out there. He's been a solid guy. Had, like I said, has he had his struggles and battle at the plate? Yes. yes. Of course. Yes. Of course. But if you, even if, if you still look at his numbers right now, they're not horrible. It's just not DJ LeMahieu. It's not right. what we've grown to expect after these last two seasons. Two seasons yeah. And I am inclined to believe that a player of DJ LeMahieu's stature, even though he is older, will go into this offseason with a vengeance and say, I am not going to have the year that I had this year, next year. Yeah, I believe there's a lot of injuries plaguing him with a tricep. Totally believe that. Totally believe that. All year, all year there's been shit going on. And we didn't start to to hear it until the middle of the year or whatever. Which I'm not, I'm actually not going to blame that on the Yankees coaches. I agree. Because I I know players hide stuff or whatever. And DJ LeMay, who looks like a prime candidate to say he's 100% ready, good to go, and yep. he knows he got something wrong with it, but he wants to be out there, and he yep. knows he needs to be out there. Mm-hmm. Hats, off, hats off to him because that's how you fucking do it. Yep. But I think this offseason, he's going to get healthy. He's going to be training. He's going to be in the cage. And I, I, think we, I think we get our DJ. I think we get the guy that we sign next year. Yeah. And I think I we agree. know. I think we already know what we have in Aaron Judge. I think we know what we have in John Carlos Stanton. Stanton yep. Okay. We know what Gallo's going to be, right? We know, we know, we know who Gallo is. Right? You people who were, oh, these socks or whatever. Well, look, now he's going on a tear and all you guys are riding. You know what? Well, well, that, well, that's why, that's why I got mad when, um, I made, I put a tweet out there saying that I was upset that, you know, he was sitting and people were like, oh, well, because of lefties. I said, no, no, no. I said, well, you guys don't understand. You don't know Gallo then. When Gallo gets hot, he hits a homer every single day. Like, no joke. There's not guys that go on streaks like he does. Cause that is is all of what he does. He gets yeah. that swing down time perfectly because, again, he has such an uppercut swing that he has to make perfect contact to hit a ball out. But when he gets that timing on, he's going to homer almost every damn day when he's hot. And what has he done since he's come back? Homered every single day, basically. Every single day. So, I mean. Listen, we know what Gallo is, though. Exactly. So, going into next you year. You can pencil him in. You know what he's going to do. If you, going into next year, if he comes out of spring training and he's slumping and he's striking out a lot and he's batting uh, – a, uh, point, uh, a point eight or, or point eight seven. I don't right. care. I don't want to hear it. It doesn't matter. Because he's yeah. going to bat like that, and he's going to go on a tear, and he's going to hit 10 home runs in 10 games or Facts. 15 games, some shit like that. That's what Joey Gallo does. Yep. He walks. He strikes out. He hits home runs. He's not going to really hit singles. He's not going to be the doubles guy. Yep. Really not going to be the triples guy. But offensively, he walks. He strikes out. He hits home runs. Defensively, he's a plus glove in the outfield, and he has a cannon of an arm. Yep. And he's a way better option than a lot of outfielders in the game. Okay, so we know what we're getting from Gallo. We and know also, we're getting from Judge, and we know John Carlo can play the outfield too. And also another thing that I think a lot of people don't take into account, Gallo's a gamer. 
Oh, hell yeah. You watch Gallo. You can see there's emotion when he does bad. He doesn't like to do. He doesn't like when he gets in these bad slumps of strikes. And he puts his head down. He's angry. He's visibly yeah. upset. He's not like Glaber Torres, who's laughing when the Yankees are losing 11-2 to two in the dugout oh, yeah. and playing games and waiting to get the Mario Kart later. But I want to speak on... Um, I want to I want to just turn this around to Glaber Torres real quick, because honestly, man, enough is enough with this guy. Like, there's not much else that you can really say when it comes to this guy. Um, I'm look. I looked at his stats today, and I said, let me just take a look at a couple of different things. Glaber Torres OPS, guys, and this this is a good judgment of if you are an average hitter, above average, below average. Glaber Torres is OPS this year is 673. Let me give you guys an example real quick. Brett Gardner, who everybody's hating on so much, is about 20 points higher, 695. Tyler oh, Wade. Tyler Wade's at 688. Oh god. Tyler Wade is at 688. We know how much Giovanni Urshela has struggled this year. He's at 702. We know how much DJ LeMayu has played almost every game, injured. Fans have been shitting on him too, upset with the way he's played. He's at 717. Glaber Torres, again, 673. He is playing this year as a below average player. And the reason why I bring this up, because it is unfair to give a guy a spot every day because your expectation of him is his talent is eventually going to catch up. That's unfair. That's unfair to the guys behind it. And thank thank the baseball gods that the Yankees have Oswald Peraza and Anthony Volpe on his ass, who I believe are better players probably right now than he is. Than his current level of performance, I think both of those guys would come up and outshine him right now. No, no doubt in my mind. I truly believe that. There is no reason that fans and the Yankees alike should just assume that since we have control of a player, he should be somewhere in the infield. He should move DJ LeMayu to 